Hello, 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 and welcome to the 10-Minute Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Stefan. Thanks so much for checking us out. We are on episode 12, which is pretty crazy. Thank you to everyone who has been with us along the way. This has been really fun for me, talking about basketball. And we've had some pretty good success, people just, you know, checking us out. So thank you very much. I want to jump right in. Got a lot of topics to cover this week in the NBA. And one of the things that I want to talk about is who is the next Kobe Bryant? Now, I saw this as a topic on First Take this week because, you know, last week or two weeks ago, Kobe had both of his jerseys retired at Staples Center. And Max Kellerman said that Russell Westbrook was the next Kobe Bryant. Stephen A. Smith said James Harden. But I think both of them are wrong. But I think Max is a little less wrong because I think the tenacious spirit of Russell Westbrook definitely is something to account for. I don't think James Harden is anywhere close to Kobe Bryant in terms of how he plays. Even the style in which he plays, even the team that he plays on, like he just doesn't, he doesn't even have the Mamba mentality at all. But I think there's someone who actually fits the Kobe Bryant spirit pretty closely. And I think the next Kobe Bryant is Devin Booker. We've already seen him put up a 70-point performance last year, so we know that he can score. He's a phenomenal scorer. He can pull it from two. He has a turnaround jumper, just like Kobe, who had it just like Jordan. He can pull it from three. We know that he can take it to the rim. And like Kobe, the one thing he doesn't really do is he doesn't really make his teammates better, although he doesn't really have a lot of teammates this year to make better. If anyone has seen the Phoenix Suns play, They're pretty anemic on defense and offense. Their only offense is pretty much just Devin Booker. And that really reminds me pretty close to the Lakers right after Shaq left in those two years of, you know, 05 and 06 before Kobe got Pau Gasol Um, and Andrew Bynum and Lamar Odin and all those players um, where he was really putting the team on his back and just scoring at will because that's the only way the Lakers would actually win. Very much reminds me of his last performance in a Lakers jersey when he had to put up 60 points in order for the Lakers to win. Everyone forgets that that game was going really badly for the Lakers. The Jazz were literally leading the whole entire time or they were pretty close to leading. And it took Kobe scoring 60 points for them to literally squeak out the victory. So I think the next Kobe Bryant is Devin Booker. And honestly, he's coming up on, he's getting rid of his rookie contract um, either next summer or the summer after that. And even though the Phoenix Suns can offer him the max, I really don't think that he's going to stay because he really doesn't have a lot of reason to stay. They really hasn't, haven't built around him. They fired a couple coaches. So I think he actually uh, may find himself in another location. So I would really, really like to see him show up in New York, New York Knicks. Those New York, New York Knicks fans, you really should make some clamorings about getting Devin Booker because he's going to get paid and you really want to see him go somewhere where he can, you know, make his brand and also play really good basketball. And him and Christophe Porzingis side by side would be a very lethal combination in the East. That gets me to my second topic of the week, which is the Celtics and Cavs game and Isaiah Thomas's comeback. I am very excited that Isaiah Tom- Thomas is back playing basketball. I think this is huge for him. This is huge for the game. The game is better when he's around. Um, I think it is really good for just engagement of people because since he is of small stature, I think that really increases awareness that you don't have to be six foot or six five or six ten or seven feet to play basketball in the NBA. You can be five eight. Um, you can, you know, 
be small, you can still get to the to the hoop. You can shoot well from the outside, and you still have a chance. And I think Isaiah um, is the swan song for all the little guys out there like me who maybe didn't get a lot of um, growth growing up, but you know maybe some of us can still ball. So I'm really glad that he is back playing. He did play pretty well against the Portland Trail Blazers, but then again, they are the Portland Trail Blazers. Sorry, Kevin. Do I think that he can keep this production up? I actually don't think so. And I think the Cavs did the right thing by keeping him out of the lineup against the Celtics. He wanted revenge. We all know that. He probably would have pushed it a little too hard, played a little too hard, a little too physical, which really could have set him back in terms of his long-term goal. Um, and so I think they did the right thing by keeping him out of the lineup. Um, the reason I don't think that he can keep this production up is that He's in a contract year, and he wants the max contract. He's made that abundantly clear. And I don't know if he's actually, one, worth a max contract, and two, if he'll get it. The only way I can see him getting the max contract is if LeBron leaves Cleveland, and Cleveland will need a superstar, and I think they'll give him the max. So something interesting and then I'll get back to talking about the uh, Celtics-Cavs game, um, that I would like to see is if he continues this form of, you know, 20 points, 25 points a game, somewhere around there, I would really like to see the Cavs think about trading J.R. Smith around the trade trade deadline. I think they can trade him for better players. There's two players that are on my radar right now that are really just lighting it up that play the same position, Jordan Clarkson from the Lakers and Lou Williams from the Clippers. Those two guys I think you can get. You're giving up a high-volume three-point shooter in J.R. Smith, and you can get a solid two-guard to take minutes off Dwayne Wade, and will, which will get you solid production coming off the bench, especially deep in the playoffs, which is what you need. Both Jordan Clarkson and Lou Williams are playing really well right now, and both of the teams are kind of taking with the Lakers and the Clippers. And so I think these teams might be willing to get rid of those guys because those are the guys that are helping them win games when they're trying not to. And then you get J.R. Smith, which actually may help you in the long run because we know that LeBron James loves playing with J.R. Smith. So that could be one other way to lure him to the Lakers for next year. Quickly, let's talk about the actual game. So the Celtics-Cavs game wasn't very exciting. We saw the Cavs really stunk up the place besides LeBron. Literally no one else really scored at all. Um, And it goes to show just how much offense they need. And so I think that's one of the reasons why you can make that trade is that we the the Cavs definitely need more offense because when LeBron's not playing, nobody's scoring. When J.R. Smith's shot is off, literally nobody's scoring. Dwayne Wade is, you know, a has-been, and he can't score like he used to. I think the Celtics are, this victory was really huge for them because I think they're showing that they can beat you in a number of different ways. They can beat you with everybody chipping in 15, 20 points from kind of everyone around, or you can just give the ball to Kyrie and have him take over. And so I think this was really a really big victory for the Celtics. I think you're going to see them continue to win big games in the East, which Goes to show LeBron he needs to trade for some more offense if he wants to make it to the finals again. Also, big game this week with Golden State and Houston. This was, I think, as even of a matchup as we're going to get this year between these two teams because I actually don't think Houston is going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. James Harden was out, but so was Kevin Durant. So it was a pretty equal matchup. 
Steph Curry is now in an all-time great form. He went off for 45 points tonight against the Clippers. Um, I think Houston still has a ways to go in terms of offense to get to Golden State's level simply due to depth. I think that Houston and Golden State match up really decently well in terms of the starting five, but actually I don't trust Houston's defense, even though the stats say that they're playing really well. I don't really trust it. And I know that Golden State has an edge in terms of coaching with Steve Kerr and playoff experience with the last three years, but I think their bench is really where they shine. You have veteran players who are staying healthy, like Sean Livingston, David West, Omri Caspi, which, by the way, reminds me of every guy who plays basketball at LA Fitness. They're somehow good, but they're not really good, and it's really horrible to watch them because their form is awful, but somehow they score. And Swaggy P. But you also have young guys on this team like Jordan Bell, Pat McCall, and Looney, which are really starting to contribute, especially in these games as they're getting closer and closer to All-Star break. So I don't think Houston's actually going to make it to the Western Conference Finals this year. I think it's going to be a rematch of last year. I think the Spurs are going to be able to use their superior coaching and Kawhi Leonard you know, taking some games off to really come back and and get to that next level. Now, for my last point, I want to talk about how hard it is to actually referee an NBA basketball game. Last year, when I wrote an NBA blog with a couple of my friends, I wrote about how I would like to see a booth at the NBA All-Star game where everyday people can use the power of virtual reality to actually referee games. I think the refs could actually use some help with how much criticism they'd be been getting lately and how fast they actually have to call correct calls in the moment. So I think using virtual reality, one could maybe show a quarter of a basketball game and it's up to the user to correctly make calls. The person with the most number of correct calls will get to be a guest referee for the celebrity pickup basketball game. I think it will help referee fan engagement and will give us some real experience for how hard their jobs really are. Now that's it for me for this episode of the 10 Minute Basketball Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out and please have a wonderful week.